Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi and we're late, late to the party, party a weekly podcast about film fashion and pop culture hey Brie hey Nick how is it going it's going good how's it going with you good. you look so like studious do I it's the glasses isn't it it's, and the gray <laughs> yeah you look like you're about to study with the book you look very Rory Gilmore like collegiate Thank you. You're welcome. I never feel that way, but I will take it. No, if you said that like you were getting straight A's writing a thesis, I'd totally believe you. <laughs> I'm getting straight A's and writing a thesis. <laughs> I like your vibes. I love your whole t-shirt. Thank you. I. You're too cool for school. Truly. Which maybe I'm a little too relaxed. I'm. My goal for 2024 is to be a little more adventurous with my style. For yeah. sure. Oh my god, have you seen um the Jeffrey Campbell like capsule collection they're coming out with? I have. They have some interesting shoes. They are straight out of 2011 and I'm obsessed because that's what I used to wear back in the day and like that indie sleeves has become from like a micro trend to a macro trend. I'm very very excited. Are you going to get a pair? I really want some. I am on the wait list Ooh. for a couple pairs. Oh, wait. Can I guess what pairs? Yeah. Don't tell me. I, Let I mean, me guess. Know. I think you know. I know. So I would say the Spike. Yeah. That one. And I'm going to guess maybe Prickly. No. Too much. You know. The Heart one. Just plain. You have plain, though, don't you? I do have plain. So I, like, in... For my graduation, I, underneath my gown, I had Jeffrey Campbell Lita's on. Like, I was riding that trend until the wheels fell off. So the fact that Jeffrey Campbell is kind of reissuing the Lita mm. with, like, the spike on it, it, it really just, like... It's your time, Nick. It really is my time. I know the time. I mean, you know, 2014 Tumblr girl I was. And now it's my time again. I'm excited. Very yeah. much so. But are you going to dip into the indie sleeves trend, which I'm like praying. I'm like, I don't want to take the Internet's word for it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like ballet core never really happened, but it like morphed into like that coquette, like satin bow aesthetic that everyone did like a couple months ago. I don't want indie sleeves to become like watered down like ballet yeah. core was not that it really matters because you can wear whatever you want anytime i get what you're saying though you don't want it to just be like one little like like you want to go full sleeves like a hundred percent i mean i could do that anyways which i'm starting to realize i know that's very sad why is that sad because i feel like i feel like in and i wonder about you too in the past not to be like negative like wah, wah, but it's okay. In the past couple of years, I feel like I used to be someone that really prided myself in my personal style. Mm. And then I just got like a lot more unadventurous. I feel like the pandemic probably did it. I, yeah. I definitely suffer from the pandemic skip. So probably in turn, like I have the pandemic skip fashion wise. But how about you? What are your thoughts on Indie Sleeves? And what are your thoughts on just personal fashion? I It's loaded. Yeah, it's a loaded question. It's a loaded baked potato of a question. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I actually have participated in indie sleeves. Like, I'm trying to... Th like, I appreciate it. 
and I like the aesthetic, but I'm like trying to think if I, I feel like I've done maybe some light sleeves, you know, like I've worn some black with like a touch of sparkle, some like smoky eye, but I haven't like gone full sleeves. So maybe this is the time to dip my toes and see if I, you know, like. I mean, I think you have all the makings. I think I was tweet. Of it. Sorry, <laughs> I tweet. <laughs> Spit. <laughs> um, I think I like at the time. I think I was tweeting. You know, um, you did. You were very, like, put a bird on it. Yeah, I was like, let's put a bird on it. I was like, let me be sweet. I guess. Yes. And like, I feel like indie sleeves is like, oh, it's dark. It's mysterious. It's cool. And I'm like, I'm not cool. I'm I'm like a. A librarian, a cool librarian, I guess. I don't know. I just negated myself. <laughs> no, you like, I I don't know. I don't know what twee is either, though. Like, I don't know. It's hard to define, you know? It, I mean, it's it's a lot of made up like mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I, I think like whether I agree with it or not, I definitely use a lot of like TikTok verbiage. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if like. It all matters, but I feel like back in the day, like while I was a 2014 Tumblr girl, that was kind of my aesthetic. Yeah. It was kind of like indie sleeves adjacent. Like studded leather yeah. items. Jeffrey Campbellita's uh, Nirvana tank tops. Mm-hmm. Very like Sky Ferreira back in the day. Yes. Rip tights. Mm-hmm. But like with you, I feel like you definitely were a little bit more twee, a little Zoe de Chanel esque. Yeah. You really like. I was. You really leaned into to that. But yeah, I was like wearing like yellow pants and a black and white striped top or something like, you know. Yeah. It's very like cute and approachable. Like you listen to She and Him. Yeah. But uh, maybe you didn't actually. You actually listened to the music that <laughs> was like the Tumblr. Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. But. You can well. Also, you're an adult. I'm an well, adult. Can I can do, do what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm like indie sleeves could be any time. Like, I I like. I feel like the look is very cool. Like, I don't think it's to me. It's not out of style. So like, like to me, it never went out of style. But I wish I participated in it more. But I could. I mean, I do like a lot of the shoes in the collection. But I am a. Intri- I will say like. The ones I'm really intrigued by, like, that I would maybe mm-hmm. wear are those crazy cowboy-looking ones. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say, like, the tapestry. Yes, and the tapestry. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know if I'd really wear the cowboy ones, but I like them. I feel like they're so funky and weird. Um, But, yeah, the tapestry, it's called, like, Damsel. Yeah. I remember that from back in the day. Do you remember We Heart It? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really had a lot of, like, Jeffrey Campbell shoes. You, my wee heart. <laughs> you were a Jeffrey Campbell stan. I still am. They do have the best shoes. And I have a really small, narrow foot. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I saw you wear those shoes like every day for years and they held up. So it was a problem. But that was a whole. I love <laughs> how like we've spent like the first, you know, chunk of the time just being like shoes. shoes. Let's talk about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, today we're just kind of riffing. We're we're yeah. talking about a lot of stuff, you yeah, know, we're really. Like, well, Brie, I'm really trying this new mantra or, you know, like ideology for 2024 where I want to be a little more loosey-goosey. I don't want to be so like tightly wound. Same. Because my life is better when I think less. Yeah. Be stressed. Do less. Do less. Embrace the frazzled English woman. 
inside. Truly. <laughs> Let her be. That's another like, messy. like trend right now. I'm really into the frazzled English woman. Yes. I love the idea of this trend. Like I love that it's like um like pulling from like rom coms and like comfort movies. Definitely. Like this feels like a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Or like a hot cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I I really do appreciate I appreciate anytime anyone wants to talk about early two thousands rom coms. Mm. For for real. Like anytime, any place I'll talk about it. But it's a it's a genre of lady that i feel like we've forgotten about yeah does that exist in the world i'm sure i feel like this is like a lot of it is a fantasy like we watched bridget jones's diary for the first time a couple days ago we did yeah and and i was thinking about that because like the frazzled english woman is a little bit of kate winslet in the holiday a little bit of Kira Knightley's streetwear style, little a lot a bit of Bridget Jones's diary, mm-hmm. and the thing that they have in common, or even like um, like um, what's her name in Love Actually? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Laura? Is it Laura Linney? Laura Linney, and even the um, the secretary, the Hugh Grant assistant. I don't know oh, her name, I, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the brunette lady. Yeah, I'm like trying to think of her character's name. Uh. Is it like Lisa? I don't know. Yeah, we'll go with that. Lisa. <laughs> that sounds right. Lisa from Love Actually. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. I feel you. I really love Actually has way too many characters for me to like. It I don't know any of their names. Actually, I don't think I know their names either, especially like Alan Rickman's character. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I couldn't tell you one character's name in Love Actually, if I'm being Yeah, honest. the little boy. I don't know. Yeah, like little little boy from Love Actually. The singer, the man that sings. I don't, I'm, I feel like I used to know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know any. Yeah. I think I just know them by their actor names. Yeah. But the frazzled English woman, she is like the every woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, by definition, she's, she's probably English. She's every woman. And she's probably English. Probably English, baby. <laughs> Wearing skinny scarves. Whoa. 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 She's having a... There with Hugh Grant, who's the boss. <laughs> She's a little bit messy. That's why we love yeah. her. Frazzled, un- yeah. disheveled. Disheveled. Like, she doesn't care. She's like what I want to be this year. I want to be a little loose. Yeah. I don't care. I'm a little messy. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs to be put together anyways? Yeah. It's, it doesn't work. Mm-mm. I will say what I've learned with using claw clips now that I've grown my hair out Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just throw it up there and it looks good because sometimes ponytails are like too tight you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and they don't like it's like too sleek or like if your hair is not you're not having a good hair day and sometimes it's like lumpy but if you do like a quick twist and just throw like a claw up there it just nothing's worse than a limp pony yeah hate that (laughs) yeah just like the thin Uh limp (laughs) but i can't do hair in general so i love the idea of the frazzled English woman aesthetic being you just like hair. you whip it up. And I'm not good at hair. But what about? But you wear claw clips sometimes. Don't yeah, because you? you don't need to know how to do hair. You can okay, just like yeah. it's effortless. It's effortless. But actually, other effortless. Than that, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. But I I do think that suits people better. Yeah, in, in certain ways. I and I also like the like the frame of mind of the frazzled English woman. Also, skinny scarves. Skinny scarves. I know. Yeah. 
I don't. I I have at least one, maybe two skinny scarves. You still kept the skinny scarves. I kept. I I kept one. <laughs> I kept either one or two. I don't know. And then I have another one. I might have three skinny scarves actually. Like one that was semi recent that was a gift, and then two that I kept. Who's three? You maybe skinny wait, scarves, or maybe more. Hold You're on. buying skinny scarves. No, 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 no. I didn't buy these. These were ones that I kept from years ago. And one of them is really cool. It's got like teal and like gold threading through it, and it really looks like something like um like here at Nightly Wears or someone like. You're aspirational. Like I, your hoarder tendencies, <laughs> yeah, they are <laughs> a blessing and a curse, <laughs> right? Like I'm a little bit in love with that because, well, like. Okay, kind of off topic, bringing it back to indie sleaze. I have this 2009. In 2009, Lady Gaga did a collab with Chi, the hair straightener with Flatiron brand. Mm -hmm. And it's purple zebra. And I still have it. And it finally kicked the bucket. (gasps) And I was so upset. But then I realized 2009 was like 15 years ago. Did you bury it in the backyard? No, I still have. Brie, I have it in my like hair tools caddy like i can use it i just haven't been able to let it go do you like heat up the other one like you set them both there and you close your eyes and just pretend pretty i I just just there to look at i guess it's a reminder but i have nary a skinny scarf or you know were you a skinny scarf wearer though back in the day i'm trying to remember if i've ever seen you i've seen you in like scarves i remember you wore infinity scarves a lot i was really into infinity scarves um which i feel like can kind of go with that aesthetic as well like the right looking like cozy infinity scarf oh yeah yeah oh i love a good like lenny kravitz like chunky scarf oh my gosh true yeah so good i mean what did i have i had like back in the day instead of skinny scarves what was it it was like the you know like the alexander mcqueen skull like scarf the long scarf Mm. i would wear like knockoffs of that that was like more my aesthetic yeah yeah gotcha i was really like as a kid i was like indie sleaze as i could yeah all black everything yeah or like studs or you know i don't know studs scarves no i'm just kidding what what about like fingerless gloves do you think that's frazzled english woman yeah i mean i think I think if you're wearing like a chunky thrifted scarf, mm-hmm. fingerless gloves would totally work. I mean, you don't want to look like the like you know the neighbor man in Home Alone. No, you no. It's a little a little more like cute than that. Yeah, like they're trying. Like the frazzled English woman is really She's trying, trying to have fashion sense. She just might be like. Like frazzled. She might have some buttons undone. She might be. She doesn't have time. Like doesn't have time. You know, um, Cassie, like Sydney Sweeney's character in Euphoria. Uh-huh. You know how it's like the meme. She's got too much time. Where she's hands. like waking up at four o'clock to do the various skincare, self-care. Can you imagine doing that, by the way? Like four a.m. It's crazy. But I swear, like you ever see those women who, you know, just woke up at like 5 a.m. to do their hair and makeup and like curl their hair like you know those ladies that always have their hair perfectly like beach waved Uh uh-huh yeah i i really think you have to get up early in the morning probably to achieve that style probably consistently i admire it but i admire that but i'm frazzled not english but no i feel like the frazzled english woman's way more relatable yeah yeah what do you think about the frazzled english woman 
I mean, I feel like I am like pretty frazzled myself. <laughs> I'm always rushing around. Like I get it. Like I don't have time. I don't really take the time. Maybe I should take more time in the morning. I know. But I like I have this like jacket that looks a lot like Kate Winslet's jacket from the holiday. Um, I well, I like thrifted it online. Mm-hmm. It's like that Paris Hilton jacket you know the one yeah it's like kind of tweed or something but i don't i don't button that i just like it has like a tie in the front and i just tie it up like a robe real quick when i go out like i don't it looks like kate winslet from the holiday yeah which i watched again last night oh which i don't believe like the holiday is strictly a christmas movie i think it's a winter film i agree yeah it's very cozy i mean christmas happens at some point and so does new New year's but yeah it's not like specifically about those it's more it's more like the holiday as the brits would like mean like a vacation definitely not just well it's also like a proper vacation i feel like us americans we don't we don't know like they take a proper two weeks Mm -hmm. between like the christmas time and new year's yeah maybe that's one week but it feels like two it's spiritually two weeks it's like a proper holiday do you know what i mean i know what you mean yeah like an actual break like yeah. decompressing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be two weeks. Just spiritually, it could be two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, the holiday, her fashion, Kate Winslet, is very, like, I don't want to say non-existent. <laughs> no, I mean, she's a little, I get what you mean. Like, she wears a lot of neutrals, I think. Definitely. Or, like, a lot of things. Like, you know, there was a costume designer but maybe, you know, you know how like some people say like romantic comedy actresses are actually the best actresses because it's very hard to play someone that seems like it is yourself. Mm. I feel like that's what like Nancy Myers costuming the characters that obviously aren't like a reflection of Nancy. Like Cameron Diaz. Cammy D is definitely just Nancy Myers. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Cutting up the trailer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but... Kate Winslet is, I think, just, I don't know. I don't know who like, the costume designer is. but It's, like, just, almost frumpy. Yeah. But, like, cute still. And, like, just, like, everyday, ordinary gal. Which, how do you do that? Just, like, as a design, like, a costume yeah, how designer? how do you do that? Maybe you just throw things together. Maybe you just. That takes a skill. I, I don't know who like, the, let's, yeah. Like, to dress people down or, like. You know, just casually and like a normal person. Yeah, because I would want to go full Mona May. Yeah, like character, like really, like style them up and yeah. use color and definitely be like, like, do they need a feather boa? No. <laughs> do they need like some funky shoes? Yeah. No. But do they need this funky hat? <laughs> do they need that fedora? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I guess. You got to be in tune with something. I love it. I I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but it's very much like Kate Winslet in the holiday, specifically to just circle back. She realizes mid movie that she needs to be the main character of her own life. Yes. You know, she's acting like she's a character actor, but she's really Kate fucking Winslet. Mm -hmm. And the frazzled English woman like Bridget Jones. We saw that whole movie. Yeah. You know, she realizes she was doing something similar. Through. Yeah. She wasn't really the main character for a moment there. Definitely not. Also, it's wild that it's like a look that people are talking about and like, oh, Frasso's English woman aesthetic when Bridget Jones is like the poster child for it and she just wears like 
that one scene when she's in the office and she just wears, you can see her black bra. I actually thought that was cute. I mean, it was super cute, but it was like kind of jarring. The it was fact jarring. That she was going to the office every day. So, um, so willy nilly. Uh-huh. No, the juxtaposition there too. Like her ordinary clothes that she wore and st- like before she dressed that way just to get, yeah. you know, Hugh Grant's attention. Which was like the weirdest attention, but I mean, I'm here. Well, I'm not here for it. He's asleep. Yeah, I didn't really. Like- it's so weird, like seeing him in a role and being like, oh, because usually I'm charmed by him. And I'm like, oh, he's a- immediately you're like, as the Brits would say, he's a cad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Bridget Jones is one of those movies, Brie, where I thought <laughs> going into it, I was going to think something different. Uh huh. But I don't know how they made three of these because I Colin even- Firth is the pick. Yeah, it's so obvious. And like, why Why is it the same choice for each three movies? I thought it was going to be like her, like writing a lot more in her diary and going through her own personal journey, which maybe it is, but it seems like all these movies are just about her choosing a guy, like choosing a fella, which I vaguely remember in the marketing, like back in the day. But I don't quite understand. Now that I've actually watched this movie, like, there's a clear pick. Like, why would they keep that narrative? Like, this movie also on its own, it has an ending. Like, it's kind of all the loose ends are tied up. So I don't know what... I don't think any other movies actually needed to be made. Like, I'm kind of confused. But it was like a cultural phenomenon, right? For like... It was. Women. Oh, yeah. Like, women, especially in the early 2000s, were obsessed with Bridget Jones. Mm-hmm. But there's a book. And there is a book called Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, which is the second movie. Bridget Jones' baby, I know it's Colin Farrell. Not Farrell. I wish. <laughs> not again. <laughs> I wish. Um, Add him into the mix, like, as a choice. Oh, my God. An Irishman is, like, a choice. Yeah, why you know? not? Uh, that's the fourth Bridget Jones. <laughs> I'm writing it right now. Uh, or Barry Keoghan just comes in, Saltburn style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mess up Bridget Jones' life with a baby now, I guess. I haven't seen the third one. I'm just assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. But that's Patrick Dempsey and Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hugh Grant's out of the picture by the third one, right? Maybe he comes back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We, we can't really be talking about things we, we haven't, haven't seen. seen them. Yeah, I know. I, I am <laughs> curious, but I'm also like, not that it, I guess it can't ruin the first film. I'm not that attached to it because I feel like I'm so late to the party on it. Like, I'm not like, that's my comfort movie. Definitely. You know? But it, I want to understand. I do too. I really was. I really got it when she was lip syncing to "All by Myself" by Celine Dion. Yes, that was when I understood. Now, when she was like joking with Hugh Grant that he was a sexual like harasser, I, it it didn't hold up as well for me. But maybe if I saw it, you know, mm-hmm. if it was one of those movies that I saw on E back in the day, back yeah. in the day, then that would have. That's how I, you know, that's comfort movies. If it was playing on E between like 2008 and 2012. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very short window. but That's a very short window. So you mentioned comfort movies. Like what are some of your favorite comfort movies? What were you watching on E? Oh, well, on E, Sweet Home Alabama was on a lot. Mm. Lots of Sandra Bullock. Lots of like two weeks notice or the Sex and the City movie. Didn't know if they played it, but like Mamma Mia for Mm. sure. It's complicated. Sorry, it's just me. I'm, I'm like, ow. It's your glasses? It's the glasses. It's the mistake of uh, wearing glasses and 
headphones. Your tummy cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Take my glasses off. I lose all <laughs> intelligence. No, according to movie logic, you're hot now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it has this weird effect. Yeah. The masses. It's wild. You look the same to me. But thanks, you look Nick. Great. That means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but what were you saying? So it's complicated. It's complicated. But the TV had it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, comfort movies are are a little different. Like yours? Uh, my are? comfort movies, yeah. Like I watch, I get into kicks. Yeah. Where just one movie will feel like so comforting and then I'll, I'll, I'll switch it to something else. But the main standbys are I love watching Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and Andy oh, McDowell. I went a, through a phase like a few years ago where that was my comfort movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? I, yeah, I watched it once. Like, I don't know. I think I was like. You're just like, I watched it once. <laughs> and I was comforted. No, yeah, I watched it once and I was comforted. And I'm like, let me watch it again. Like, it's. Like Groundhog like Day. Like Groundhog Day. Yeah. It had to be around the pandemic times, I think. Yeah, that this because I guess it felt like Groundhog Day, but it was more comforting seeing Bill Murray and um, what's her name, Andy McDowell, Andy McDowell, who yeah. reminds me of my mom in back in like the day, you know? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just love that movie. I love like '90s Bill Murray. It has this very like early '90s '80s feel that's mm-hmm. very very comforting. I think growing up where I did looked very much like the Home Alone movies. Yeah, it's like the so. 80s are still like, it, like they still exist somehow. They like, um, what's the word? They're like, like that they lingered. Yes, like the cranberries, they lingered. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean, though? Like growing up, I feel like even in the early 2000s or the mid 2000s, and then there was a cutoff point for sure, but it was still like acceptable for like the family home to look like the home improvement house. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just kitschier. But anyways. I do miss the kitsch. Yes. Of the kitchen. Yeah. The dining room. You know, like. Yeah. Once like the family like redoes the kitchen to look all modern. Yeah. I'm just like. I feel like too modern is like cold. Yeah. I'm like, where's that goose holding <laughs> the paper towels? Yes. Oh, my God. The goose or like the go- the geese on the like yeah. the cups. You know, those cups. Yeah. The uh, Dixie cups. Yeah. Yeah, when we were a proper country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Crown Dog Day, Big Daddy is a comfort movie. Ooh, Big Daddy. Scuba Steve. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I could quote that movie forwards and backwards. Also, John Stewart is like one of my ultimate celebrity crushes, especially in Big Daddy. John Stewart. Hold on. Yeah, I the, who that is. like the Daily Show. Oh wait, we've been wait, we've had this yeah, conversation. You know, I before. love John Stewart. That's, That's right. my man. He's still my man. Yeah. What are your comfort movies? I have a few. Okay. One being Norbit. Oh my god. You, you knew I you probably knew I would say that. Norbit. Norbit. Give me my ribs. <laughs> I don't know why I said it so I feel like she doesn't say she it does like not. She's <laughs> so good. Uh, at the rest you should tip. Yeah, usually it's cause I'm like uh, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I, I need to be riled up about something on the inside to go full Rasputia. I have overheard you talking to someone full Rasputia before. Yeah. You were bossing them. I think I like, wanted really, like food or something. It was like very similar to the story. It was like, where's my sandwich or something? I don't know. Like you're very sweet and innocent. And then all of a sudden you go full Rasputia. 
I get hungry. You go from Norbit to Rasputia. I do. I'm like, oh, poor super malad, Rasputia. <laughs> Sorry, Rasputia. Sorry. Who <laughs> my seat? <laughs> I just think of her on the um at the water park on the water oh, slide. Yeah. It's in my night. I love Rasputia. I don't know. She's someone I think we need to reappraise in 2024 because I think she was just setting a lot of boundaries. Yeah. And she knew what she wanted. She went after it. She knew she wanted Norbit. Yeah. You know, she put herself first. Isn't isn't she like <laughs> what we all aspire to be? Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what the media is constantly feeding us that we should be, basically. And then they're like, no, just kidding. We don't want you to be like that. Yeah. Case in point, Lizzo. Cut that part out. <laughs> but it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Womp, womp. Um, <laughs> She'll bounce back. Yeah. So eventually. Um, as far as like other like comfort movies, I'd say Pretty Woman. Mm. Also one of my favorite rom-coms. But yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that one is, is very comforting. I'd say Kiki's Delivery Service is a comfort movie. I watched that the other day. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah. yeah. I love the aesthetic of that movie. It's beautiful. Well, it's Miyazaki, of course, or Miyazaki. I don't yeah. Know but yeah. I don't either. I feel like I say it differently every time, and I never know what I say. It just comes out. I've always said Miyazaki, but I've heard so many times people say Miyazaki, so. Yeah. Whatevs. But Kiki's Delivery Service, we've talked about this before. I love that movie still, but it doesn't hit the same as it did when I was a kid, and I know why i know it's because they cut out phil hartman yeah you gotta watch the version where they because there's there's like three different versions yeah there's well there's a 1989 there's like 80 yeah yeah it's it's a lot it but there's a very specific one and it's hard to find is the disney it's the disney dub but there's two disney dubs Mm -hmm. because they later undubbed some of it yeah because they wanted it to be closer to like the original japanese like, that's how it was intended. The original Japanese version was supposed to be, like, less um, less dialogue, I guess. less Like, a little more serious. Like, less music. Less they bops. They didn't let Phil Hartman riff his hard. Like, they cut out a little bit of the riffing, which yeah. is a shame. I know. I love the riffing. That cat. Like, I don't know. That's, like, my favorite thing. Gigi? Like, Gigi. Just being sassy. Oh, Tell Kiki a what's black what. Cat. Oh, my God. That's we talked about this when I was watching it. I want to be Gigi. You want to be that's Gigi? my hero. He lives his best life. He does. Yeah, he's the Rasputia. <laughs> he is. He tells her what's what. He gets himself a girlfriend. He's like, I'm doing what I want. I'm a cat. No, he's sexy. <laughs> I know some people are like, yeah, Lola Bunny. Um, what's another character that people find sexy? That's like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm like Gigi. But you also want to be Gigi. I do. I don't want to be with you. I want to be Gigi. Yeah. he He's definitely got it made. Like, he, he doesn't have to deal with the same problems either. No. He's so carefree. I mean, not that Kiki really has to deal with those problems. Like, now watching it, I'm like... Well, first of all, that one girl was a cunt. Yeah. That one little witch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's good at what? Basically tarot? Yeah. Eh, whatever. Kiki has a broom and a cat. Yeah, she doesn't lives, get much better than that. She lives upstairs from a bakery. So cute. That's like the dream. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that your like ultimate fantasy to be like Kiki? I think so. But I also want to fly and I don't think that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. Specifically on a broom, you know? I know I could go on an airplane. Like, it's true. They're like brooms. <laughs> How? You know, like they fly and they're up in the air. <laughs> they're like brooms. <laughs> but you can't sit on top of them. Well, I mean, it might not work out. <laughs> you technically could. You have the capacity to. I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's true. Well, if you get your pilot's license, that's kind of like you're driving a broom. That's true. But I don't want to be responsible for people's lives like that. Like, that's... Well, don't put people on your broom. <laughs> don't put people on your plane. Like, just me. <laughs> just you. Yeah. I don't know. I want the broom to do all the work. <laughs> I just reduced being a pilot. I'm like that's like it's like that's like flying a plane, right? You don't do anything; it just does it for you. Yeah, like that's too much pressure. Um, any other comfort movies? Um, yeah, I would say another comfort film would be Something's Got to Give. <gasps> Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers. Anything Diane Keaton is in basically is like comfort. First Wives Club. Yes, oh, I love that movie. First Wives Club. But Keanu Reeves and Something's Gotta Give is like my favorite thing in the world. I ship their romance. I do too. I I don't know. I we've talked. We've actually covered Something's Gotta Give. We did. We have, we have a whole episode yeah. on that. Yeah, or Nancy Myers, like the cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more. I don't know if I should go on. Go on. Um, Maybe one more. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no. Two. How many did you choose? <laughs> I don't know. You like, like have like. <laughs> I need a lot of comfort. Oh my god. Um, I I mean sometimes on Titanic. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta keep that in that like <laughs> roll. That just scary. Is that Yeah, bring up. He's a drool just like fell over. I don't think they'll be able to see it. <laughs> Dang it. But the Titanic. Sorry, Brie. I, I love to put see you the world my- burn. I just drool thinking about the Titanic. You celebrated. <laughs> You were like the Titanic. (laughs) I mean, it's just like it's it's escapism. I mean, it's escaping into a tragedy, but it's so nostalgic that it comforts me. I don't know. Yeah. How often? Because Titanic is very long, and no judgment. But how often do you sit down and watch Titanic? You know, not often. I To be honest, I don't watch a lot of my comfort movies often enough. My most often watched has got to be Norbit. <laughs> but like, yeah, not very often. Mm. Because it is, it's like you got to sit and watch. But if I watch it, I will be invested, you know? Definitely. I'll be booked and busy. I'll be into the story, watching it like I've never seen it before. So, so does a comfort movie, does that mean like... Like, when I watch Devil Wears Prada, mm-hmm. it is to escape, but it's actually, like, to comfort me. Yeah. Like, if I'm having a really bad day, I will put on Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. And just get into the, like, I'll just get into the movie and watch it and feel, like, relief. Like, yeah. being in a... Cause you, you know, know like, what's going to happen, too. I yes. Think. You're like, oh, I'm comforted by the fact of kind of knowing what's going to happen. But I'm going to do this game with myself where I'm going to pretend like I'm so invested in the characters that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's going to happen? But I know. I know what's going to happen. But it's still that. That the, like, yeah, the feeling of comfort. But like what you're describing, which is awesome, is is a different. Like, it's just like when you want to go in and 
escape. Yeah. Is that more your comfort is escapism? And maybe my comfort is more like, I don't know. Else, this is, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm unpacking this now. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Let's unpack. Yeah. That's a great question. I think it is escapism to some degree. Yeah. But I feel like my comfort movies, maybe I watch different movies for different reasons, depending mm. on what mood, like what I need in that moment. Okay. If yeah, I need yeah. to escape or if I want to feel warm and fuzzy, I'll put on like a warmer, fuzzy movie, you know? But if I want to feel something, but also still have ah. that feeling of comfort, I'll watch something more dramatic. You that's know? really, that's, that's brave. <laughs> um, no, that's really awesome. <laughs> um, no, because I, it, it is in a weird way. Like I really do admire that though, because I, don't view comfort movies like that. At least you're like expanding your mind or yourself and wanting to escape. And I just want a warm, fuzzy hug. Like that I makes just sense. I think that's most people because like I almost put Kill Bill on this list. Oh, that's but a comfort movie though. Is it? I the volume one is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that scene with Vivica A. Fox in the beginning is a little therapeutic. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Yeah. Okay. See, Nick? And it's stylized. Tarantino's very stylized. Yeah. So you know if you've seen it once, you know like the beats of Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Which can be comforting. Yeah. It is like what makes a comfort movie? I've never really... I don't know. Because I do... I think normally you just go to the like the warm fuzzies. Like yeah. the obvious kind. Of, like there's some that are just obvious. Like... um. Well, like, like Love Actually or The Holiday. I know they're kind of Christmassy movies, but they're like definitely comfort. It's like no doubt. Like, well, yeah. Or like Groundhog Day where it does give like, you know, what's going to happen. It's very predictable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things are eventually going to work out or like a Sweet Home Alabama, you know? Yeah. But I like you're expanding. <laughs> you're like Titanic. Because, yeah, it is comforting to immerse yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to cry- get a good cry out. Yeah. What do you do to get a good cry out? Pro- yeah, probably watch a movie that would get me. Like, um, the Titanic, I think, does get me. I'm trying to think what else. Like, like Norbit. Norbit makes me cry. Um, I don't know that I've ever cried watching Norbit, but I'm like, have I? <laughs> Dude, I was deeply disturbed as a child watching Norbit and realizing how, like, abused eddie murphy was being by cry? eddie murphy no but i was definitely like very creeped out like i took norbit too seriously as a child mm. yeah i think i didn't take it very seriously until i was an adult and i was like oh wow this actually messed up like i've been laughing at this poor man's experience but now i'm like laughing at it again you know what i mean like i'm, I'm like it's, back. it's a movie yeah i'm like this is not real life but i get you know it is funny because my comfort movie, Big Daddy, uh-huh. like growing up, obviously, I didn't think about it. And then I remember there was a certain point where I was like, yeah, Adam Sandler's character is a low life and Sonny should get a job. And now I'm back to, no, I think like going to the park and sticking, like throwing sticks at rollerbladers and skateboarders is hilarious. <laughs> and I like I've, I've gone, <laughs> I've done a whole 360. Yeah. Seeing yeah. people fall off their skateboards, isn't that like your comfort my joy? Movie? That's my crazy joy in life. It's the funniest thing. I don't think I've ever seen you so <laughs> joyous as seeing like when we've been out like in real life, just like someone, some kid doing like some type of skate trick and thinking he's going to really land it and then going, 
that's comedy if they don't truly hurt themselves yeah as long yeah yeah it's like slipping out a banana peel mm-hmm. in real life like that's that's just comedy to me and they're like, they're like oh, that's one a saw whole that. story yeah that's a whole story because like they they have an arc they go from being like kind of pompous and being like i'm gonna show everyone my skill they're so proud of themselves Mm -hmm. their ego is so full Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden wipe out and that's funny falls are funny yeah and i love how i'm like expressing my case for why (laughs) doing like laughing at something (laughs) fucked up is funny i'm like you get it comedy yeah yeah, you get it's it like comedy. America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, you know? Yeah. They always look around, though. If they're doing a skateboard trick and fall, they always look around afterwards and try to see if anyone saw it. Yeah. Which is also funny. That is funny. Yeah. And trying not to laugh because you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to laugh. This person's embarrassed. Like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And then it makes it worse. It's like laughing in church. That's yeah. also the best laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Church laughs are the best. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we were talking about comfort films. We're talking about... Oh, what movies... Yeah, what movies yeah. make you cry? And oh, I'm like, cry. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Um, it does. It does. Click it's makes me cry. At least last time. I've kind of blacked out. I, like, that movie has been erased from my brain because it, I think it was too traumatic for me. It's a it's a traumatic experience. Like, yeah. that's what you go to therapy for. Like, better help. That's why. It's what if that because was- I've seen that movie. Where are we still trying to get sponsored? <laughs> Oh, better help. Oh my gosh. We keep, we'll, we'll keep trying until we hear back. I don't think better help is going to go for these girls were traumatized. I by know. Clip. They're like, something's wrong with these girls. They're not getting the help they need, clearly. Stop it. Get some help. I don't know movies, but if I'm wanting to have a good cry, I'll listen to music. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Makes you cry every time. In the grocery store. All the opportune times. The song Gypsy will make me cry. Been there. Yeah. that Like, if I'm in a certain mood, at a certain point in my life, I feel like a gypsy. I always do. Silver Springs, if I'm really feeling nasty. Mm. I feel like it's like, I don't like to cry, but then, like, a lot of things will just make me cry. And I'll be like, wow, I can't believe I cried over that. Sometimes it'll be, like, touching things. Like, it's not always something sad. It'll be like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. No, I don't. I feel like the majority of times when I cry, it's not because something's sad. It's because I'm moved. Same. No, I get that. Like if I, if someone sings super well, I will cry. Like if, if I listen to Celine Dion or, you know, you know, just someone with like an incredible voice. Beyonce Renaissance. Yes. There was three times in that film. If I'm at a concert, I feel crazy. I don't know if this is. Is this mental illness? <laughs> like, if I'm at a... Help, help us. Yeah, I know, really. Um, But at a concert, when they're about to play for the first, like, song, mm-hmm. I will be overwhelmed with emotion. Oh. I don't know. Something about people singing. I think because it's I a God-given talent. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you more cry over, like, the emotions that they present or just the over- I- overall, like, idea of talent. Maybe if they hit a certain note, I don't know, and it sounds beautiful to, to me. If they sound like an angel in my ears. You'll shed a tear? Yeah. It's like you get starstruck. Yeah. There's, like, something that takes over. I don't know how to explain it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I like that. It is, like, you're starstruck. If Lady Gaga is singing, maybe. Well, you know if that she makes sings me cry. A specific song. Shallow. Yeah. Shallow makes me cry every single time. Or 
I'll never love again. I remember. I can't listen to that song. Oh my God, Brie. When every time we saw A Star Is Born back in 2018 when it came out, cried every time. And I think I can like, <gasps> what? No, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, just when Jackson Maine, when I, I got to the point watching A Star Is Born where Jackson Maine in the second half of the film will look at Lady Gaga's character a certain way and I'll think about what happens later and I'll start crying then. Yeah, it's like I know I know what you're saying. Like sometimes watching movies like that, when you know something's gonna happen, you're already like The water works. Yeah. Like the second time he touches his nose, done. It hurts. It's game over for me. Mm -hmm. But what were you about to say? I was gonna say I know what to listen to to make me cry. What? You haven't seen last of me by Cher. (gasps) Because I'm so moved. I'm like, it's empowering. It has no business being in burlesque. (laughs) No business. But I thank God every day. (laughs) Every day. No, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something about... uh, There's so much baggage that comes with certain songs. I think knowing the context... I don't know. It's it's a beautiful thing to be able to sing and have a song written by Diane Warren. Mm Mm-hmm. Because You Love Me is also a song that was written by Diane Warren that I'm just like, touches me. That song gets me too. Every time she puts her fingers on the piano, it's just like tears. Yeah. Flick off. So we talked about rom-coms a little though, Brie. Oh, yeah. So like a lot of my comfort movies are definitely rom-coms. Not gonna lie. Yeah. They overlap, I feel. They truly do. And I think it is the predictability of it Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But... So, like, I love Sandra Bullock rom-coms, and I love Anytime Anne Hathaway does that. Yes. Um, But I want to ask you your favorite rom-coms. Favorite rom-coms. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. My Best Friend's Wedding. I already said Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you a Julia fan? I think I'm a Julia oh fan. Oh, my God, Brie. Yeah. You were like, we got to watch... <laughs> What is it? What is the movie called? Uh, the Leave the World Behind? Yes. Did you watch it? Yes. What were your thoughts? Like, I really wanted to like it. You didn't like it. I did not like it. What, did you watch it? Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is cool. I mean, it was a lot of suspense. Yeah. I but- think talk about PTSD. I think any movie post-pandemic that is this like end of, end of the world apocalypse thing. Yeah. I'm just like, I check out right at the door. I'm just like, ugh. I think this movie would have really hit in 2013 as opposed to 2023. Yeah. Maybe it's like the times, but. But I love Ethan Hawke and I love Julia Roberts. Same. But then that made me think, because, you know, you have on the docs about like Julia Roberts in mm. serious roles. Yeah. Because I was just thinking like, when I think of her, I think of rom-coms. Mm-hmm. But I know that she's done a lot of serious things. I yeah. personally haven't seen these movies. But have you? Like, what is your experience with Julia Roberts? Like, I mean, I'm aware of Julia Roberts. A lot of the stuff I'm like, uh, with Julia Roberts, it is very much before her time. And yeah. Be like, I'm so, like, I'm young. That's before my time. But, like, I am aware that after Pretty Woman... Julia Roberts had the whole like Keith or Sutherland called off the wedding, like real life runaway bride kind of mm. media fiasco. And she did try to star in more serious films that sometimes worked like Pelican Brief and sometimes didn't like Mary Riley. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen Sleeping with the Enemy. It just, you know, same. I just since since I was bone, I've known her as like the the rom com blockbuster lady. Right. So, it's hard to undo that. But I mean. I, I really loved her like an Aaron Brockovich. Same. That was a more serious role. More serious. She is playing the Julia Roberts shtick. It's like the perfect. Yeah. There's something. I feel like all of her characters, even in rom-coms, she has this like edge, this like fierceness, this what's the word? Like she's like not like a super girly girl. Like even. Well, I'm trying to think in Pretty Woman. She's a little softer. But you know what I'm saying? She She can like clap back. Like she's ready to fight. Truly, I think the beautiful thing about Julia Roberts in general is her ability. I don't know what she's like off screen. I don't care to know. I don't want to know about her stinky pits. I don't <laughs> like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. I do know that we're talking about like the frazzled English woman or, you know, whatever like tropey stereotype aesthetic you could put in. It's nothing like that. When you say it's like a Julia Roberts, she's her own type. Mm -hmm. But it's like stuck after all, like 30 years. Like Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts. Yes. And that's a really beautiful thing. It's like no dig. But you can't pin her down to like a stereotype or a little aesthetic. It's her. This is like, even if she crafted it, you can't describe it. You can't be like edgy or romantic. It's just Julia Roberts. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever she's created, that, that's that's fucking beautiful. I love it. That could bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> if I thought about it too hard, that could bring a tear to my eye. Honestly, yeah. I started to go there just a little, and I'm like, wow, I love Julia Roberts. I didn't realize how much. Truly. And I think leave the world behind. I think that's my only problem. Every time I see her in a serious role, like super serious, it's like she kind of loses the Julia Robertsness. Well, I think she has a lot of heart. Like she's, well, in that movie specifically in Leave the World Behind, her character is really cold, I will say. And she doesn't open up very much. And I get that that's part of, like, mm-hmm. the character. Yeah. It's like, oh. And she starts out saying, like, oh, I fucking hate people. Like, right to the camera. So, like, I get that that's what they're establishing is that she's a really closed off person. But, like, you don't really see the other side. Like, I feel like people are dynamic and, like, they could have... We could have seen... more. We see, like, a little bit of warmth, but it, it could have been more. It could have been... It just... I don't know. If I want to, I want to see Julia Roberts. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I'm just like, I love her. I just want her. But I was like, oh, no, I like have nothing to say about this movie. It's okay. I'm glad we're just like talking. And we didn't like just pick that movie just to dissect. It's it's like a little much to just go. I I enjoyed watching it, though. Like, I like those kind of movies that are like just suspenseful. Mm. And you're like, what's good? I also like end of the world movies, I think. Gotcha. And like, I'm into that. I'm like, miss me. Anytime you're like trying to be too serious or like doomsday, the like lighting is very dark. Mm -hmm. I'm like, miss me. So we talked rom-coms. So you like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. What about you? Did you you say yours already? No, but you know, I I said I love Sandra Bullock. I mean that with all my heart. I love The Proposal. Mm. I think that's a really good rom-com. I love that movie. I mean, just Sandra Bullock in the woods singing you know low by the ying yang twins makes me want to get cry. low yes. <laughs> brings a tear to my eye to see her in betty white just getting crunk yeah a sight to behold mm-hmm. um two weeks notice is great i i really love two weeks notice i think that's underrated yeah. and hugh grant he's like the king of the rom-com yeah love julie roberts and 
And Anne Hathaway, anytime she does a rom-com, I'm like, here for it. Yes. I want to see more Anne Hathaway rom-coms. I do too. I I don't know. I feel like that was just such a specific time that we don't we don't get along anymore. Maybe. I, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of things she's been in. Hasn't she been in like... She's been in so many things. I kind of want to delve into her filmography and just yeah. see what she's been up to. I know. I, I feel like I, I'm usually on the pulse with Anne Hathaway, but I, I just see all these like movies coming out and not in theaters. I want to see Anne on the big screen. Same. Oh, I'm trying to think the last time I saw her on the big screen, but it might have been like Ocean's Eleven or something. Oh, yeah. Ocean's Eight was... Or Ocean's Eight? Yeah. I do watch that movie every now and again. I don't hate it. Speaking of Sandra Bullock. But... Oh, hmm. I forgot my... No, okay. Like, I love the proposal. So I, I mean that. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one, too. That's the, the best. Like, that's like the number one rom-com of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, just like numbers wise. But also in my heart. Like, that movie's excellent. I love that movie. I can't believe that didn't cross my mind. I don't know. It's a movie that I still like ride for after like 21 years. It still like makes me feel in my heart like I'm in 2002 and I'm like, it's a sleeper hit. See how well it's doing? <laughs> it's, I don't know. Isn't there like another, didn't they put out another movie recently as well? Like a three. Yeah. The third one. With the grandfather dead. Because he died in oh, real life. But yeah. are you going to watch? No. I, I don't know. I I can't. I yeah. can't bring my heart to like... It, not because the grandfather died, just I don't want to. It's probably not good. Like I didn't see the Julia Roberts speaking of her and George Clooney like tickets oh, to paradise. Yeah, see, I didn't want to see that. I think maybe because in my mind she's like the rom com queen. Like it might be a little disheartening <laughs> to see her and George Clooney and yeah, it's like you, when you know something's bad. Like some people love a train wreck, and sometimes you're like, I don't want to see that. No, I, I know how this ends. Yeah, like ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Um, rom-coms. Rom-coms, rom-coms. Well, what about ramen noodles? I know that's random, but you love (laughs) rom-coms. Ramen noodles. I love rom-coms. You love ramen noodles. Do you have any thoughts on your favorite ramen noodle flavors? I do, yeah. Is that a part of your comfort movie viewing? Yes, actually it is. Um, If I'm really going to settle down and watch a movie, Mm -hmm. like I'm planted, especially if I'm just by myself or just like, having a moment like i'm like you know what i'm gonna make some comfort food for this comfort movie and it's usually ramen and i'll spruce it up you know put some egg in there fabulous chop some green onions you know you get fancy yeah some vegetables what kind of vegetables frozen (laughs) nice yeah mostly because they they cook quicker. I love that. I love this idea of like zhuzhing up a ramen noodle. I, I'm so good. I know. I think you're like looking at me like I'm patronizing. No, you. no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I wonder if people are like, why is she asking? Oh, that's true. I know. Ramen? No, but I don't know. I know you love ramen noodles. I, do. I just want to like find a way, you know, to bring your interests into the mix. Yeah. Like ramen noodles. Like ramen noodles. Did you watch the noodle girl? No, it's the ramen girl. The ramen girl. The that's noodle girl. The noodle that's girl. You? That's me. I am the noodle girl. There's the ramen girl and then there's the, the noodle, noodle girl. girl. She's See, the ramen girl puts herself into a box because she only likes ramen. But the noodle girl likes everything. Well, you're Italian and yeah. you like ramen noodles. So like noodles. Yeah. Noodles. All the noodles. Oodles of noodles. <laughs> um, Linguini. That's a noodle. <laughs> Oh, can't it. call yourself that though those are tm'd linguinis tm and oodles of noodles i think that's 
Well, but I can use the phrase, right? Noodles of noodles that they're not going to come after me, are they? Just maybe they'll sponsor. Get your cease and desist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but you're like the the noodle girl. Yeah, I think the ramen girl is a comfort movie. I've only seen it one time, and I saw it in Japanese because I couldn't. The commitment to noodles. <laughs> yeah, and I only like I don't even think there was closed captions. I just had to decipher what was happening based on context alone because it wasn't available on Netflix, like on any streaming, except I just, somehow I found it in Japanese. Is this meta though? Because they had to have dubbed Brittany Murphy speaking Japanese so that it was already dubbed. And then you were yeah. listening to it dubbed. Did. That's dubbed. true. That sounds stupid. And it's but. about an American in Japan. And I'm an American. Not in Japan. <laughs> Japan. Never but mind. my like, argument is not sound. <laughs> no, but like having a, maybe an experience of, you know, like there's a language barrier. Yeah. And you, you watching the ramen girl yeah. is a language barrier. But ramen noodles, they surpass the barrier. They break through. They bring us together. Like shared like burlesque. No, there's no barriers with ramen. Mm. Yeah. That's what I learned. From the movie. It's a beautiful movie. Beautiful film. <laughs> the Noodle Girl. Yeah. Makes me, it almost made me cry at some parts, actually. Aww. Yeah. It's good. Oh, my God. Speaking of rom-coms, I watched Uptown Girls and Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah. Doesn't make me cry, but it, it makes, makes me cry me. to think about Brittany Murphy. I cry. Womp, womp. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah, I wonder how this is going to. Turn I don't know. Out. Like, we've talked about a lot. We have. I did watch Punked for you, though. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to talk about Punked. I know that we're, par- <laughs> we're talking about everything. We um, really are. No end, no beginning. <laughs> we hate those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Punked. I've been getting into Punked. <laughs> Full stop. That's a bold statement to say in 2024. Yeah, it is a little jarring. Some of the episodes, I will say, like. Sometimes I think he takes it too far, you know? Sometimes Ashton Kutcher's, like, whatever he says to the camera before the, he starts the episode is a little, like, cringe. Do you think he really murdered that girl on that date in 2001? What? Yeah, yeah. So, Brie, I just want to ask. Are you privy to like what's happened to Ashton Kutcher in the past I, yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I know he's, yeah, I know that there was... Yeah, I know he was canceled. I know that, you know, the Danny Masterson rape trial. Yeah, and he like defended him. Like, I know that whole situation. Yeah, and it kind of makes maybe sense now watching Punk. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But the way he talks about like Hillary Duff or Lindsay Lohan when they're like 16 and 17 is kind of creepy. Like, if you watch it, he's like, calls, I think he calls Lindsay Lohan succulent, which is like creepy to say. He's like, a succulent 17 year old you're like oh stop saying that stop saying that um yeah i i really had no clue because you were like yeah nikki i'm getting into punked well that was at the beginning of my punked journey that i had watched a couple episodes and you didn't know well no no or you knew well wait about what specifically ashton kutcher and danny masterson and i did know but you know you know when you know about when you're looking back on something, you're, you try to transport back to that time and think how things were. And I, gotcha. I'm trying, you know what I mean? I'm trying to have an open mind of like, 
Also, I'm not just thinking Ashton Kutcher. I'm thinking more about the celebrities that are getting punked and they're seeing their reactions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, next week, you're going to be like, so I watched all the Woody Allen film <laughs> thoughts. I know no, about. No, Sunyi, no, no. I'm not but- <laughs> defending him. If anything, I feel like it creeps me out more. And as I the more that I watched punked, the, the, like, I'm like, oh, no, I thought I was going to enjoy this because it's like any prank show, you know, like you just. Yeah. You know. Are you ready to put Ashton Kutcher on trial? You're like, yeah, yes, he no. murdered that yes. girl. Was the answer is suspicious? yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anything about this, but yes. <laughs> Just based off of Punked Alone. You start your own reality show, Punk style, trying to get Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, get him. Punk- yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's just because I feel like I've personally been through a journey of with Ashton Kutcher, like, Watching him on that 70s show, like really liking him and then being a little disappointed in him is what, and then very disappointed, I guess, and now creeped out and questioning everything. And that's where I'm at right now with Ashton Kutcher. So it's really interesting. I, re- I really was like, when you were like, I'm watching Punked, let's talk about it. I was like, <laughs> this is poor timing. Well, I was very perplexed because it was one out of the blue. I haven't <laughs> thought about Ashton Kutcher let alone punked in a very long time. Really? No, like even during like the Danny Masterson trial, like I'm not shocked about celebrities. Yeah. Like, like the Epstein like list. I'm really it's not. Sad, but yeah, I agree. I'm also like, oh, okay. I'm not shocked. Like I, you know, like, like if someone, if tomorrow it came out that like Tom Hanks was really like the child pedophile that QAnon says, I would not be like, <gasps> Like my world is shook. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, w- I would like, be like expect gross. the worst in people. Yeah, kind of, or especially with celebrities or like I, you know, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis like defending Danny Masterson. I'm like, well, you know, that was his friend for one. Yeah. For two, you know, birds of a feather. I don't know. It's none of my business. Also, I didn't watch that '70s show like that. Gotcha. You know, I also was like that. Just him and just married. He was a little mean to Brittany Murphy. That's all I gotta say. Mm. I was a little, I was a little icked out by that. Mm-hmm. How he he treated Demi Moore. I was like, mm, oh no, gotcha. But anyways, you had sneaking suspicions a little bit. Also, growing up, I did see Punked, so I already knew you a little knew. bit. See, I did not see Punked. I'm late to the party on Punked, and the like. I wanted to get into it because I had seen this clip like a few months ago of Beyonce ruining Christmas. That's a good you know, one, though. And that's a good one. It's hilarious. Like, especially that, cl- just like that clip of her, like the look on her face when the tree falls. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, and I've heard so much about the show. I'm like, why have I never seen it? Like, I was just slipping through channels and there it was. It like came to me. So I was like, oh, I've got to watch this now. And it was like Macy Gray. I love her. Just like about to fight somebody. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty funny. This is entertaining. Like, I get it. But yeah, some of the episodes I was like, oh. Rightfully so. That's yeah. so funny. That Macy Gray episode, the the like punked before it is Justin Long. And just from like a 2024 standpoint, just knowing about him like maybe being like a little creepy, but not like super creepy. It's just super funny. Yeah. To like be like Justin Long in what, 2003 or something, having like this look of like, am I about to be canceled? Like, like his life flashed before his eyes. That is something like you do see how the celebrities actually might react. Like that could go like I feel like in today's day and age, people, I don't know if they would be canceled back then. 
No. I feel like we laughed off a lot of behavior. Definitely. But now I think they'd be like, oh, you're canceled. You you reacted that way. Like you yelled, you know, Adrian Brody raised his voice. Which, okay, I have, like, I remember from back in the day, but I watched it again. The Kanye West punked. Have you seen this? No, I was on my watch list, but I didn't get around to that one. So, like, say what you will about Kanye West. But this was one of the moments where I was like, oh, this is so interesting because it's on the set of Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. So, like, Kanye West isn't, like, even second album Kanye West. Like, this is, like, you know, first album Kanye West. Like, polo wearing. Yeah. Like, still pretty hungry and a little more scrappy. Mm -hmm. But, like, when they shut down... The, the music video is a prank and like he he goes kind of Kanye, but he's like, we're going to film this gorilla style. Oh, I love that. They, it didn't stop him. It didn't. But like there is this like undertone of it that's kind of like, oh, this is kind of mean. Like this person's like finally getting success. Yeah. And he, he's like feels like it's being taken away from some him. Of, OK, yeah, that's another thing that I realized the more that I've watched. Like some episodes are kind of funny, but other times I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty mean. Like, well, there's the, well, the one with Hillary Duff bothered me. I think because I love Hillary Duff. I'm like, oh, she's so sweet. But like she's taking drivers at yeah. like, courses. So and she has a terrible. I mean, he's an actor. He's I forget. Yeah. Probably Dax Shepard or, yeah, you know, whatever dude it was. And then, um, but he's kind of an asshole. And they, But they get into an altercation, like, with another mm-hmm. vehicle. Like, he, like, comes out of the car with a bat. I'm just thinking, like, being a young girl, I'd be like, what the hell is going on? And then getting carjacked. Like, it's a little much. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. But if you watch, like, Justin Bieber, when he takes over Punked, I think is maybe better and a little more mm-hmm. lighthearted. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any of those. I episodes. did. I watched the one with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that one, no one actually gets hurt or anything. No. But I mean, it is a little scary and I think she's about to have a breakdown, but it's not like, I don't know. I feel like his pranks aren't quite as like harmful or something. Definitely not. And he doesn't go into it with like a creepy, vi- I don't know what it is. I don't know how I feel about the TV show Punked. I have mixed feelings. I just thought it was hilarious thinking that, like, maybe Brie does not know about, like, Ashton no. Kutcher nowadays. And I thought that was I hilarious. Did. I just thought enough time had maybe passed to, like, I thought that show could be its own, like, a separate. Can't, I mean, can no, can't the show be a separate entity? The Noodle, noodle Girl is canceled. No. Oh. Um, that's awesome, though. I always, like. Yeah, Brie. Yeah, watch Punk. I'm going to watch Punk, Oh, because people loved that show is what I've heard. Like, it's always been like a positive. I've only heard positive things about it. So that's why I also wanted to check it out. I know it's probably poor timing. It's just fun. I think it's funny more than anything. I'm like, oh, that's great. But I do. Speaking of that, though, I do remember being a kid and being like, Punk is really cool. I'm going to watch Punk because that era of MTV shows. Yeah. Do not age well. But like parental control, and like Room Raiders. I used to love that as a kid. Yeah. Maybe it's the way it's filmed or something and yeah. the way they're like talking at the camera and get you all excited. Room Raiders is messed up. I liked Room Raiders (laughs) back in the day. I know it doesn't hold up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it recently? No, it can stay in the past (laughs) for me. Unless you want to bring it up, I'll have opinions, of course. Okay. But for me, Punked, it was one of those things as a kid where I was like, it's so cool. Ashton Kutcher and all his friends Mm -hmm. from that 70s show. And then looking from like, well, being an adult, but also from today's lens. 
I'm like, the best episodes in my mind as a kid were the ones when he was punking his friends. Yeah, I think those are better instead of like punking Holly Berry at her, you know. Well, I'm trying to remember what movie premiere it was, but he he punks her. And, you know, it could have been really funny, but they're like, she's actually, she looks like yeah. upset about it. And I mean, but holding it together, but still it's like, oh, this actually isn't making me laugh. If it's not making me laugh, what is the point? It's a little mean-spirited. It's a little mean-spirited. I wanted it to be a little more like, oh, what is that one like prank show that's popular nowadays? Like with the, the four guys. It's like, oh, you know, oh about, like, practical, practical jokers. Yeah, impractical jokers. I thought it was going to be a little more along those lines, like a little more loosey-goosey, a little more funny dialogue. Yeah. But it's like they take like serious situations and like, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, I do think it's... It's kind of hilarious just because it's Justin Timberlake. But the punked episode when they like are, you know, seizing all his like belongings. Uh-huh. And he's just like watching it and like starts to cry. It's <laughs> funny, but not for the right reasons. You're like, oh. Or like when they catch like Zach Braff yelling at the child. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a little bit like, oi. You're like really not painting anyone in a cute light yeah but it was a different time i'm sure it i don't know who's to say like it doesn't really inform a lot of my opinions on celebrities i will say though i mean i know they have to sign off on it like it didn't change my opinion on zach braff i didn't like him i didn't like him you know oh yeah or like i'm always gonna like adrian brody no matter what he does same yeah i'm always gonna like him so what so what if he goes on snl and introduces Sean Paul <laughs> with a Jamaican accent. Oh my god! In Rasta garb, I'll like him. I'll defend him till the day I die. <laughs> You're like that is my man, man, and I stand by him. Yes, it's okay. Like, me too, though. I I love uh, Adrian Brody. So so next week, Brie watches all the Woody Allen films. No, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Like consciously, like I don't know. I feel like I'm protesting Woody Allen. Good. Yeah, like I don't know if I'd want to watch any of his films now. No. Just it's too weird. I can't. Yeah, but we can watch punk. But we can watch punked. You know, I I do think like Justin Bieber. You know, like when he's like the Biebs, like he's so adorable and silly. That's back another in the day. person I'm gonna always like ride for. You know, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like I like I like him. Yeah. Anyway, Ashton Kutcher. Don't feel that way. So, yeah, I feel a little skeezed out by him. Yeah. But maybe good. Yeah. I think people are skeezed out at people for a reason, typically. Yeah. But then you also hear, like, the nicest people or, like, celebrities or, like, the meanest. So who's to say? Not me. That's why you have to be your own celebrity. (laughs) That's why you have to be your own niche, like, early 2000s rom-com character. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you got to be your own Bridget Jones. Got to be your own Bridget Jones. And write in that diary a whole three times. I feel like, not to make things about me. Yeah. But like I tried Bridget, Bridget Jonesing a little bit before we watched the movie. I had already, because I think she said something like, it's a new year. I'm going to write yeah. in my diary or something. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. That's what I've been doing. But You've been, you, Brie Piccone uh, has a diary? She does. Uh, I've only written once in it. No, twice. <laughs> Like your child diary when you were like, I'm really good at spelling. Oh, that was a paper. No, that was, yeah, that was an assignment, a school assignment that said, like, what are your, I was so 
I, what's the word when you're like blind to your own weaknesses? Like you're, oh, you were gassed up on yourself. I was gassed I up. I wish I had that confidence now because <laughs> you look at like the paper that I wrote right before that assignment and it's like at least 10 or so spelling mistakes. You're like, I'm like, really good at spelling and the whole sentence is misspelled. That, yeah. <laughs> queen. That's my queen brain. Yeah, I wish I could go, like be that way now. You are that way now. Am I? Yes. Just still in there. The noodle girl rises. The noodle girl rises. Rises to the top. So tell me about your diary. Oh, I don't like I just wrote in it twice. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a sad, sad book. <laughs> I want to keep a diary. I feel like I will write something on a piece of paper when I feel like the urge. Yeah. But keeping a proper diary, I've never been able to do. Same. That's why I'm going to try to do it yeah. this year. This is going to be the year, I say, every year. I but like that. Yeah. New year, new breeze. Yeah. We'll try it again. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get messier this year, a little more chaotic. And you're like, I want to write a diary. I like <laughs> I'm like, I want to get put together. I want to get good at spelling again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, this year I want to be like, like, my 2024 mood board is pretty much, I've seen on the internet circle, circulating around again, the Emma Roberts paparazzi photo of her in this shirt. So she's just out and about drinking an iced coffee, mm-hmm. sipping a cigarette, not sipping a cigarette, sipping an iced coffee with a cigarette <laughs> in her hand. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like sipping. I'm like, ooh, did she dunk it? <laughs> she just dunks it. Uh, but no, Emma Roberts has on this gray t-shirt. that's very like American apparel because it was like in 2015, 2016. And it just says Dolly Parton tits. Mm-hmm. And she's just wearing like little Sophie shorts. And I think that's like the vibe. I want that shirt so bad too. Because obviously, find it somewhere? no, not in the same like material. Like you can buy it on like a red bubble, but oh, but I love the a reference and I love like the joke. I love because she's like fairly flat chested and it mm-hmm. says Tolly Parton tits. Like I'm like, that's hilarious. And she's like smoking a cigarette with an iced coffee in her hand, just not giving a fuck. I love it. I love Emma Roberts. I mean, she Hot has, take. she has like a, a sass about it. It has a similar vibe to like Julia Roberts, Aloe Vera. But, you know, like there's, a, I, it's like stepping out. Like she knows what she's doing. She wore that shirt. She knew. She knew. People would probably take pictures. Yeah. It's either that or she didn't know and it's just something. <laughs> she just wears it on the regular as a joke with herself. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm here for both. I'm either here for way. both occasions. Yeah. We should get t-shirts like that. Yeah. What would your like slogan tea be? Like an original one? Yeah. Just anything. Maybe something like Norbit makes me cry. <laughs> or, you know, Respucia tits. Respucia tits. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like that energy because she's like, oh, she's like really like pushing them out. Those octopuses be flopping. Mm-hmm. And you better move out the way. I like it. Yeah. Is that your energy for this year? You're just <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to knock people over with my recipe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. How about you? Or Dolly Parton tits. Is I think Dolly Parton tits. Yeah. I, if, if Emma Roberts didn't wear it, I would have picked it out and worn it. Yeah. Like, it's me coded. 
What is the yeah. worst movie you've ever seen? I, unless you were going to, what were you going to bring <laughs> no, up? No, no, no. I was about to ask you that same question. <laughs> you beat me to it. Ah. No, go ahead. Well, I have no clue. I, I want to know yours. You have no clue. Okay. Well, I will say maybe that movie Mother. I liked Mother. Mother was great. I would need to rewatch it because I remember liking it a lot and then up until the end and being like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, what was that? You know, but maybe I need to unpack it and watch it again with fresh eyes. But I just remember being like disturbed and confused. And I was like left with a weird feeling. I mean, it's probably not the worst movie ever made, though. I just I'm trying. It might be the worst movie I have seen, at least from my knowledge that I've seen in theaters that I can think of, you know? Yeah. No, I understand. Like, I mean, the only one that comes to my mind is I walked out of the lobster. Wait a minute. We both did, though. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like there's another movie that we have walked out together. I don't remember the point that I walked out, but I remember being pissed off. I mean, I know the point. Um, It's like the scene in The Lobster where they start, like, sewing up and, like, from my memory, sewing up. I don't know what exactly happens, but they sew up their genitals and their mouths. I think their mouths. Oh. Don't quote me on it. But there's just one part in The Lobster where I was just like, fuck this, I'm out, because it disturbed me. Uh-huh. But I really want to look at the rest of his work, because mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen The Favorite, probably because I was so scarred by The Lobster. Right. But I haven't seen The Favorite. I really want to see Poor Things with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Like, I'm open. Yeah. I just think, like, The Lobster, maybe at that point in time, it just disturbed me so much I walked out. But I wouldn't say that's the worst movie ever made. That's just a movie that I walked out of. Yeah. Probably, I've seen, like, Paul Blart. I wanted to walk <gasps> out. I love Paul Blart. Are we going to throw hands <laughs> over Paul Blart? <laughs> let's, hey, let's take this outside. <laughs> In the parking lot over Paul Blart. On our segways. On our, yeah. Say, like We have like a battle on our yes. segways. Oh, he's just not that into you. I fucking hated that movie. Really? He's just not that into you. I'm like, who is that? Uh, Jennifer Goodwin, Justin Long, Bradley Cooper. The only redeeming scenes are the Jennifer Conley scenes. Like, mm. I stand by that. That's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It's really that bad? I don't, I mean, I haven't seen it since it came out, mm-hmm. but I felt that. Like, I hated it. But what about you? I don't know. I feel like I'm so bad at judging movies that I'm like, everything is great, you know? But I feel like The Lobster at the time, I also was disturbed. And I remember not really liking it, but I'm like trying to think what else. It's hard to pick a worst movie. Truly. I've seen bad movies, but like I feel like I forget about them. I like to focus. I like to focus on the good. As if just like shit talked every (laughs) single thing you brought up. I'm like, I fucking hated punk. That end of the world movie was the pits. (laughs) Um, End of the world was okay. It was just like, but I don't, I'm not like a fan of that like bird boxy. Oh, and I wanted to see Bird Box. It's just the look of the way it's filmed. I think it's very much of like the late 2010s for me that I'm just... You don't like the aesthetic? Not not right now. But of course, it'll come back and I'll be cool. I just need a little time from it, I think. I think when I watched the... What is it? Leave us at the end of the world? Le- leave the world behind leave the world behind i know no it took me so long to figure out this title <laughs> like i've spent all day like going in my, and then i had to google it because i'm like 
I think I just want to like have fun and party. I think that's why. You don't want to think about the end of the world? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm just like, ah, but you know, or not. I feel you. If that had more comedy, maybe like dark comedy. Yeah, something. But yeah, I don't know. I'm here for fun time. I'm here for fun fucked up times in 2024. Yeah, it can't just be fucked up. It's got to it's it's gotta gotta be, be funny. It's got to be funny. Yeah. Have you been listening to any hot jams before we... Uh, <laughs> sorry, okay. I know that segue was terrible, but I just want to get to the hot jams, okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I totally understand. I, I know that I'm the one that came up with this question. I did not think about you asking me the same questions. Oh, when well, I, you can ask me it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Nikki, have you, yes, been, <laughs> have you been listening to any hot jams? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Do tell. Okay. So I have been very into, they're going to all be ridiculous. Okay. The really obvious one is I've been listening to all the songs from Saltburn. Murder on the Dance Floor. Murder on the Dance Floor. Time to Pretend. MGMT. Mm. Uh, That song that's like, one, two, three, four. You know? Yeah. It's great All song. the bops. All the bops. Also, the frazzled English woman there's a Spotify playlist. I yes. think it's the first one when you search on Spotify. So good. That is a really good playlist. Uh, highly recommend that. They um, have like the La La's. They do. Um, they have Suddenly I See, which is in every delusional girl, including myself's arsenal. Mm-hmm. More embarrassingly, I have listened to the song Born Slippy <laughs> from Train Spotting on repeat. What is that? Oh, my God. It is a banger to end all bangers. It might be my favorite song of all time. Wait, no way. I have. That's a bold <laughs> statement. It's crazy. I think Born Slippy might be my favorite song of all time. More than Murder on the Dance Floor? More than Murder on the Dance Floor. Born Slippy just hits. Is it all instrumental? No. <laughs> what if it was just this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, great. Oh, if it was, I could still appreciate it. I wouldn't knock it. Wow. Is this what they were listening to in the clubs in the 90s? Like I when think they're on so. all those drugs? Like, yeah. All night? That 90s disco beat? It's a whole experience. Yeah, I guess I have to listen to the whole. It sounds like it switches up a lot. Like it, it does. It starts out slow, starts out like you're meditating or something. So, so okay, this is going to not do it justice. I'm sure we're going to get like, I don't know, any Gen Xers that listen to late to the party to be like, this fucking bitch doesn't know what you're talking about. She wasn't in the clubs in Europe in, in 1996, which I wasn't. I was a baby. You're like Allie McBeal baby yes, dancing. That's me. <laughs> I'm the Allie McBeal baby to born slippy. Um, I do feel that in my core. That the song, it kind of sounds like the Twin Peaks theme song. Uh-huh. Put in a blender with Fatboy Slim and like Blue by Eiffel. Like yes, I hear that beat. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? Again, I don't know what their name is. Like that, and that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. I'm just really into Born Slippy. Okay. Um. Also, I and I'm not one to listen to songs just over and over again. But Cornerstone by Arctic Monkeys. I I mean, I love the Arctic Monkeys. Same. Is that on that playlist too? The Frazzled English? Like, I know they're on that playlist a lot. It might be. 
But yeah, Cornerstone's great. And I've been listening to, it's a newer song, Body Paint. Oh. I've been really into that one too. Who sings that? Arctic Monkeys. Oh, the Arctic Monkeys? Just very into the Arctic Monkeys. Wow. Arctic Monkeys and Born Slippy. Pretty much. On repeat. <laughs> I. <laughs> that's how you start your day. I, I have done that before. I can't listen to Born Slippy just once. <laughs> I love this energy. Anyways. Yeah. What about you? What have you been listening to? This is going to sound lame. The radio. <laughs> I've been listening to Heard of it? <laughs> no, it's like if I'm driving around doing errands or going to work, like I just pop on the radio. Part of it is because I still have failed to delete photos from my phone to download Spotify on my phone. Mm-hmm. So if I do want to listen to my own music, I will go on YouTube and search so when i've intentionally looked for songs which is very annoying to do by the way because of all the ads like it's not you cannot create a music playlist like you used to be able to on youtube like remember queuing just the music videos you have to yeah it's it's disturbing well you're an animal and you don't pay for spotify premium (laughs) well right now i actually have it (gasps) i think i paid like seven bucks for three months or something there was some special at a so, girl yeah but yeah not sponsored but like i wish yeah sponsor Spotify. so what songs are you like looking up from the radio to youtube well the radio i have two different moods i either the radio is like 70s kind of vibes you know love um but then i'm also looking up like cardi b like money you know i'm putting out like my intentions you know what <laughs> i mean like iggy azalea started you know? Okay. It's like money manifestation. I Sorry, guess. I didn't know what you're talking about. I thought I didn't realize started was the title of that <laughs> yeah. song. I thought you just said Iggy Azalea started. started. Sorry, sorry. Started that was my what? reaction. So you were like waiting. Started what? <laughs> what did she start? Start is the name of the song, isn't it? Started a revolution. She it's started She started slippy. listening to Born Slippy. The 10 minute version. <laughs> <laughs> she's been changed oh yeah so, lots of the the classics lots of the, yeah just the classics basically yeah what else like what what else if, if i'm being honest yeah. about what i've been listening to be honest i listened to that scrub song too many times the one from wonka where they're like scrub scrub like doing chores yeah scrub scrub it's only a two minute song though so you have to listen more than once yeah i, I don't know this. that song just got me Put me in a good mood. Even though they're all in a bad mood singing it about having to scrub, it puts me in a good mood. That was a highlight of Wonka. Yeah. It, it reminded me of Annie, but in the best way. Yeah. It's a hard knock life for them. It's true. Scrubbing. I also like love the idea that Timothy Chalamet is going to probably become a household name because of Wonka. Good. And just, I don't know. I like love Timothy Chalamet, so I'm here for this. Same. I love how potentially at the Golden Globes, Kylie Jenner told Selena Gomez, no, you can't take a picture with Tim. Yeah, that drama. I saw that too. Where it's Which was not drama, but yeah. I'd like to believe it was. Same. Also, Team Kylie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let them, you know, yeah, stay do away. their thing. Like, yeah. 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 What is it? You got to keep your eye out for Selena. Remember? That's what Nicki Minaj says. Remember when Nicki Minaj told us to keep our eye out? she was sending some messages yeah but what if i was just like keep an eye out for next episode like the keep worst. It. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it like a dad joke 
trying i'm like looking for opportunities true i'm like if we keep talking and having a topic i can like segue out yeah but um speaking of segues yeah no i don't know and i find that's just a segue to ball that's a segue back in i don't know speaking of segues we gotta roll (laughs) i'm really bad i don't think i'm good at segues I don't know. I, I usually fancy myself good at segues. I think I'm just not good at ending things. Yeah. I don't think... We, I think we're both not good at ending things. It truly is like that Gwyneth Paltrow, like, was it Get Ready With Me Vogue, where she's like, well, that's a wrap. Oh, that's okay, guys. And there we go, guys. It's time for me to get in bed. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Please rate and review us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're podcasting. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.